Inner Voice, a heartfelt chat with Dr. Fujian. Break free from the forces holding you back. Get the life you deserve. Eliminate stress, reduce anxiety, decrease depression, and start living your full potential. Thousands have used Dr. Fujian Zane's Awareness Integration Theory, an evidence-based behavioral health breakthrough with incredible life-changing results. Getting rid of past trauma, having fulfilling relationships, increasing earnings, and living their best life. Now, the Fujian app is available to everyone. The app is Dr. Fujian Zane's Awareness Integration Theory theory in the palm of your hand. Download the Fujian app today. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Inner Voice Podcast, a heartfelt chat with me, Dr. Fujian Zeng. I'm a psychotherapist, an author, and the originator of the awareness integration theory. And if you want to know uh, a little bit more about the awareness integration theory, I suggest you getting uh, one of these books that are out for you. Um, Life Reset, which is up for you and going through the exercises as a self-help book. You can get this um, as a book to read. You can have it audio and audibles, and that's available for everyone. You can go through different areas of your life and really look at um, what works um, in different areas of your life from the awareness integration path um, to create the life that you want. It goes through your present moments, becoming aware. It goes through the past, clearing it for you and creating an envision um, for tomorrow. For all of you who are um, therapists or uh, mental health worker, counselors, life coaches, people who are working with others who really want to utilize the awareness integration theory as a therapy method or coaching method, um, the book Awareness Integration Therapy is for you. It teaches you exactly the nine principles, all the interventions, and how you work with your clients step-by-step. And for all of you who love to become certified coaches or therapists or counselors um, through the Awareness Integration, let me know. Um, Go to awarenessintegration.com. We have workshops consistently. The next one is coming up June 22nd, the Essentials of Awareness Integration Theory. And um, you can be certified. You can be on um, awarenessintegration.com as a provider. You could be on Fujian app as a provider. And um, we do have an app that is uh, for everyone to use, Fujian. And you can be a provider on that app for people who want to do a little bit more than just self-help. And for all you mothers, grandmothers, teachers, that you're working with little kids or raising kids all the way to teenagers, intentional parenting is for you. We have chapters um, dedicated to infants and school age and teens and preteens and young adults who are still living with you. Um, And I wrote that with uh, two of my amazing colleagues. Um, which are um, Dr. Nicole Jaffari, which is a um, professor at the university, and also Dr. Manukian, who um, is, um, her specialty is young children, and she's uh, taking awareness integration model and is taking it to Gen Educare and uh, is one of of the kind, uh, daycare and childcare, that we're bringing this model into raising your children in humanity in a sense. So get those books, work on them. I bet you, you'll love it. And if you have any questions, call me. I'd love to talk to you about it. 
Now in this episode, I chat with Kate Hartson. She is an empowering and life-enhancing author of two books, Humanity's Cry for Change and Deeply We Are One. She's also the confidence coach, a, a workshop facilitator, a co-author, public speaker, and a Reiki master and teacher. Over 20 years, Kate has been receiving profound insight while meditating. She's passionate about supporting her clients, audiences, and readers with these insights, along with the wisdom from her vast life experience and education. Her clients and students are enriched through her self-confidence meditation and Reiki workshops, which she taught for over 15 years. She's passionate about helping people realize that as they better themselves and create inner peace, they also support creating peace worldwide. The quote says it best, peace within, peace on earth. We're going to talk about her latest book and um, it's the cry, uh, humanity's cry for change. Um, this is, I really enjoy our conversations. This is the second time I've asked her to be on our show. Um, and there's this profound way of just being um, and, and listening and sharing. And I think it's more of uh, not only hearing it, but kind of like knowing someone is role modeling it in their life. And there's a beauty in that message. It's a message that really resonates with all of us because we all want change and we all want peace inside and peace on earth so i hope that you enjoy the conversation and it resonates with you in your heart as much as it does for me um subscribe to this podcast a youtube channel connect with me through my website fujanzane.com if all if um you're ready and want to work on yourself um and you are someone who really does work well with apps um, the Fujian app is for you. Every single month, we add three more areas of life where you could actually work through those areas of life. And there's um, life skill uh, videos on Fujian app, and um, you can have a connection with all of it. So connect with me, connect with the app, and um, you know, give me your messages through any of the social media. Share with me. I truly love to hear from you. And without further ado, here's Kate Hartson. Kate Hartson, thank you so much for being on the show today. Oh, it is such a delight, Dr. Fujian. I'm always grateful to be here. And this is our second show together. Thanks for asking me again. Yes, yes, yes. So and we want to talk about your wonderful book, Humanity's Cry uh, for Change. And uh, that kind of just resonates, uh, resonates with, I think, all of us, everybody who have, I have heard. Um, as I'm... As, as I was going through your book, there's just, um, it it feels connecting to so much of the message that you have. But before we get to the book itself, I really want um, for you to share with us, how do you sit with this? How does it, uh, how do you have 
the insights that shows up for you where, um, you know, you bring the external and the internal together and, um, and kind of open it up. And there's a part of us that reveals, I was just sharing with you, like, there's a week, it's a week that I have emotions that I can't really attach it to anything. And I'm just sitting with it, allowing it to reveal. And then as I was going through the book, I also got that there is there's something for you that keeps getting revealed. And then you bring the, again, as I said, internal and external of what's going on in, in humanity, what's going on on earth, what's going on, what you see. And then you, you know, you bring this beautiful slant to it. So share with us your journey through the process of writing the book. Oh, yes. Oh, I think it was maybe 20 years ago or so during meditation, a particularly sweet meditation, where I noticed I was getting these wonderful, loving, comforting words. And I decided I was guided to grab a pen and paper and start writing these beautiful words of what turns out to be guidance. Um, my higher self, my angels were sharing. And as a result, I started writing. And then this became uh, pretty dominant in my meditations. And it turned out to be uh, beautiful words that I knew many of the words for myself, but also for the planet. And essentially, that was my first book, Deeply We Are One, which in essence, recognizes the greatness of who we are, helps us to get there. And in doing so, we all recognize that we are all interconnected. We can see better the good and others when we see it in ourselves. And that was the process of some people call it channeling or automatic writing. And I was so honored to share this. I never saw myself as a as an author, uh, but it was just a gift. And I feel so blessed to have this. And I think about two or three years later, the process started again. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm just getting over a little cold here. <laughs> the process started again with incredible words of wisdom, deep insights that I knew were not just for me, but for the whole planet. And that is now what we know as my book, my second book, Humanity's Cry for Change. And the subtitle is Actions We Can Take to Create a New Earth. And I feel it's very appropriate for today's time. So it's the honoring of the process of receiving this information and then having it professionally edited and, you know, the whole publishing process. <laughs> so, yes. About your meditation process before we go into the actual messages. Obviously, meditation is um, is um, a path, a tool, uh, a practice uh, that many of us do. And, um, you know, some do it with frustration because they go, you know, especially at the beginning parts. And some people just can't sit and do it in so many layers. But there's also... What you shared, which is you go through a, a, a way of being and sitting and listening and and brewing and creating and generating. Um, what is that process like for you within a meditation? Yeah, the process of meditation for me is essentially just going deep within, which isn't always automatic, but 
I find myself, I, I do like sitting in meditation, although as a side note, there's so many different ways, as you know, on how to meditate, like walking meditations. Uh, but for myself, I sit usually always in the same place around the same day, <clears throat> excuse me, the same time each day. And I do a breathing exercise that helps me focus. I have a certain phrase certain words that I say every time. And that helps me to deepen into what I feel is the connection with the all that is or the creator, the universe. And I just get myself more in alignment. And again, with the breathing and the focusing, I do have some thoughts that come through sometimes and I just gently push them aside and then get back in, into focusing on breathing, which helps me to deepen. And as you probably know, with practice, this is so much easier to access that space of connection. I call it the connection or centeredness with spirit and with the universe and that sweet, sweet spot. And then once I'm there, <clears throat> I can then, if I set the intention um, prior to my meditation, or even during the meditation, it just happens where I will start hearing words, beautiful words. So I have my pen and paper close to me, and I'll start doing my, what I call automatic writing. But I think it's it's more of the focus and the intention and being able to get deep into that sense of connection. Now let's share about um, what you see uh, the humanity is crying for. I believe, and my book does share this, um, and my personal belief is humanity is crying for having a new way of living where we're living more in collaboration and kindness, <clears throat> peace, and that we recognize we're all interconnected and just living where we can have more joy and peace instead of such chaos and the challenges that are prevalent on the planet right now. I think we are crying for a new change where we can live in more of the peace and happiness that we really is our birthright. And that is the cry no more, no more of this. There's so much pain, so much prevalent throughout the planet. Yes, individual people can experience happiness, and many do, but there are so many who don't, and they don't have even their basic needs met. So I believe that we are crying for having all people and animals and plants to have what they need not just the basics to survive, but beyond that, our birthright of joy, happiness, interaction with others on a good, happy, fulfilling way, and to expand in growth and consciousness. There's a lot of anger around around the world, not just it's just saying you know, <clears throat> I talk to wherever I go. It just seems like there is definitely um um a cry which shows up with extreme anger. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I work in the field of addiction and you could see that it, when sometimes you feel powerless against 
the cry that is not being heard, then you kind of numb yourself and, and yes. then you see, you know, the rate of addiction is higher. So you could definitely see that, um, you know, the, there's suffering, but then there's the, also the extreme, um, outcry for the suffering. And sometimes the outcry comes from the person who's suffering. And sometimes you see that from compassion, you know, other people are extending their hands, extending their voice, extending their heart. Um, not that they're going through the suffering, but they see the suffering of others and, you know, they want to share that and share the voice that, that something needs to change. And something needs to change uh, from each one of us before a whole system gets changed. Because when you're just pushing, pushing and pushing, everybody, you know, a system is is created of people. And when, you know, they when every single human being also takes some responsibility and not just justify it or excuse it, but actually takes responsibility within their own realm, that's where you know a systematic change can also happen. And you really share about this in your book, about how each one of us can be responsible and how each one of us can do something that even though it appears that it might be a small contribution, but each one of these small contribution effects and a domino effect in a whole different way. So can you share about that, please? Yes. And, and thank you. You shared so beautifully what you just said. Uh, it seems overwhelming for so many people and for me to think, well, how can one person make a difference? <clears throat> and yet, because we are all interconnected, because everything on the most basic level is energy, as you know, we all interpenetrate with each other on an energetic level. And it's because of this that I have hope. I believe that we as an individual can make change. So when I do my own personal work on healing old issues, and I have done a lot, as many of us have, to be where I am today, I grew up in a very dysfunctional family, but that gave me the impetus to transcend to where I am today and given me the passion to do the work I do. So when we do our own individual work, we feel better energetically and emotionally, we feel better and that ripples out to others. And so imagine a hundred thousand people or how about a hundred million people, a billion people doing their own work, it all adds to the collective consciousness. So this gives me hope. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> it gives me hope that, yes, as more people awaken, as more people are living more consciously, there is a shift happening individually, and all of that is being added to the collective consciousness. And as you might know, there's been so much talk about the rising of consciousness on Mother Earth herself, as well as individually, each one of us are going through a shift. And there is an actual increase in vibration and consciousness. And when people are living in a way of awakened or living consciously, which really just means being aware, also having self-responsibility, also to 
recognize the work we need to do to clean ourselves out. And as we do, we're better available and better able to support others in their process so that we're here to serve. And in that, we can better live more. Uh, <laughs> I'm seeing like a ripple effect, such a beautiful ripple effect as we do our own work. It all adds to the collective consciousness. So kind of a long answer to your question. Uh, there's many elements to all of that. Can you open up and unpack the conversation of a collective consciousness? Because I think that people have, you know, Jungian, Jungian therapists and uh, Jungians talk about uh, collective consciousness in one way. <coughs> Excuse uh, me. The new age conversation has it another way. What is it that you call the collective consciousness or your experience of collective consciousness? Yeah. For me, the collective consciousness is really all of the consciousness of all individual people on the planet and also includes the consciousness of plants and animals and the mother earth. Everyone has consciousness. So the human beings, we are divine by nature and we have a gift of consciousness, which really is, is an awareness and it is self-awareness. And this is very powerful. And because everything is energy and everything vibrates at a different level, there's different levels of consciousness. People who are hurt, angry, going through all the lower vibrational emotions, they have wonderful consciousness, but their vibration is lower. And on the other side of the coin, people who are of uh, respect and kindness and happy and peaceful and they've done their own personal work they're living consciously they are awake they are self-responsible they recognize that they can be of service to others their vibration is rate is vibrating their frequency is vibrating higher and this higher vibration also is added to the collective consciousness <clears throat> because there's so many people on the planet and so much suffering and so many people who are starving. There are a lot of, there is a lot of contribution of the negative or lower vibration into all of the collective consciousness. But yet there is also a lot of people awakening and have awakened and their vibration is higher. And that is also being added to the whole of consciousness, almost like a big cauldron, a big soup of all that we are adding. Each one of us adds to it because thoughts and words and actions our state of being is vibration, it's energy, and it is being added. And so there isn't that influence to the collective consciousness. So yes, collective consciousness is the consciousness of all of humanity, the collective. Uh, it brought up this image for me that I had seen somewhere, which um, said like the negative thought process, uh, you know, they put like this a bowl of water, clear water, and then dropped like a <coughs> red dye in it. And um, 
And then, so I would say that if the negative thought shows up and it takes all over the clarity of the water, um, you know, you can keep throwing it out and putting it in. But another way is also just keep adding, keep adding and adding and adding clear yeah. to it. And then, you know, you could see that the more you add clear water to um, the same bowl that, you know, it kind of dilutes the color and finally it just becomes clear. Yeah. So this is something that I'm also hearing. What you're saying is that, yes, there is suffering. There is um, um, because of the suffering um, of humanity, that what's going on is a lot of anger and hurt and, um, you know, rage and hatred and, you know, power trips and all of that happening. But when there's also uh, the other side, which love and connection and collaboration and unity and and healing and all of that keeps getting higher and higher. Yes. And then um, it's kind of uh, the, the more that we add this other clear water to the bigger <clears throat> pot that we should call the collective consciousness, that the even the other side starts getting healed or people do action the same way when your book, you're talking about action. They, they then from the context, from the concept of collaboration and healing, <coughs> respect, <coughs> being with someone in a way that you could respect them and caring for for others and all for us and for us and all, um, then it creates that space where actions can be made, policies can be made you know, um, help can be created where we could come together and create that um, essence of living together in in a sweet way, let's say. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that's what it takes for us to survive as a species. And there is that beautiful, uh, I've heard of that analogy, it's beautiful analogy with the water and the drops. And yes, it all adds in together. And as we who are awakened, and of the higher consciousness and vibration, we can be more of service to those who may be hurting. And that's the beautiful thing. And it isn't right or wrong that they're in the place that they're at and others are at a higher vibration. There's no right or wrong. It's just that we can be of more service to them. And yes, in that, a change, a shift into the new earth can happen. Beautiful. You talk about some um, component of uh, what uh, the ideas that you have, which uh, let's say um, was given to you or brought to you and you wanted to share. What are the, some of the components um, that are in the book that you want people to know? Mm. There are several key concepts in the book. Thank you. And I'll, I'll share two of them. They're all very important. And will cultivate and contribute to creating the new earth. One key concept is to understand that we are all interconnected. And, you know, that term oneness has been going around the last few years and is a beautiful concept, but it is one thing to know it and another to live it. But when we can live in a place of oneness, that means that we can recognize that we are interconnected with others and the benefit of that is that when I know I am interconnected, because again, on the most basic level of existence, everything is energy. So everything coalesces with each other. It all interpenetrates. There are ripple effects in our words, our deeds, our actions. 
when I know that that is the case, then I know I'm making a influence on people around me. And like we talked about the collective consciousness. So how beneficial it is to live this concept of oneness, because then we know we can come from a positive place and help others because we are interconnected. And again, also when we understand that we're interconnected with everything, <clears throat> we understand that other people can influence us. And you know, because we really are all in this together, people on the other side of the world, even though we don't know who they are, the difficulties they're going through, we can make a difference. Again, understanding that the concept of oneness, we all know how powerful prayer is. And so that has a positive influence. So again, understanding and living by this concept of oneness is one key point in the book that really can help us to create the new earth of knowing that what I do does affect others. And what I do also to another comes back to me. Another key concept is... Now, before you go, when you said that, it brought to me this morning, actually, I was listening to uh, the Awakening podcast um, from Sam Harris. And it was interesting that part of that, there was a conversation about what do you do when you wait? And sometimes most people, when they have to wait, they get frustrated, right? Like wait in a line or, um, you know, you're in traffic and you have to wait or, you know, you're thinking that you got to do something, but then it stops and you got to wait. And the suggestion was um, just take a deep breath and connect, connect with your body, connect with whatever is around, connect with that moment, the present moment. And, um, start wishing well for yourself and everything around you like you just said the prayer just say a prayer for you and everyone around you and it's that moment it's no longer like i'm bored i'm waiting why is the world not giving me what i want right <laughs> now? why isn't everybody doing their own thing and and come back and do this connection and it's like it doesn't have to always say that i have to sit you know create time for meditation or being so there's so many um there's so many single minutes during the day that that opportunity yes. is right there and instead of us getting into the red dots and the die you can just you know keep producing clear water mm -hmm. consistently and and like you say kind of holding your your essence, your feelings, moods, thoughts, vibration, energy, all of it mm. in a space of just kind of like love, unity, and oneness that you were just talking about. So beautiful. Because what we think, do, even if it is for a moment, a few minutes, it radiates out. It does affect people around us, consciously or unconsciously. So how beautiful that story you shared. Yes, it's how much we can do even in a few minutes. And not only do others benefit, but then we also benefit because then we're thinking positive things. And, you know, love, the energy of love is so high. It's the highest vibration of all. And it just, <clears throat> excuse me, getting over this cough. Um. In fact, I noticed myself, oh gosh, I think it was yesterday or the day before, um, 
I was very busy and I was like focused and I was noticing myself getting in a lower vibration of, of frustration and just overwhelm. And I did what you said, oh, taking that deep breath. And I focused on the idea of love and just really focus in being very present. And it helped me to get in that place of relaxation, even in a short, oh, I don't really, I don't really know how long it took, but probably within about a minute, helping me to relax and just be in that space. So imagine if millions of people are doing that, billions of people, or, you know, when there's the global meditations that are happening from time to time, that makes such a positive influence on the planet. And we feel better too. <laughs> so, Absolutely. Yeah. I want to share everybody, um, humanity's cry for change actions you can take to create a new earth by Kate Hearthstone. Um, Kate, you were going to tell us about the second. Yeah, the second. Oh, there's so many, but let's see. Um, the second point uh, that my book talks about, second of many points, is the necessity, uh, if we can, to be in a high vibration. And that means to be in a place of kindness and love and recognizing we're all equal and just respect. This means to ourselves as well as to others and to the Mother Earth and, of course, to our dear animals and plants. And just having that reverence for life, just being in a higher vibration really helps. Easier said than done. Very easy. And it's not to say we should ignore our upsets. No, it's as you so well know, it's important that we acknowledge and recognize our upsets, work through them, process them, deal with them as we can, and then get back into center do what we can to raise our vibration. And there's many ways to do that. Um, one is to live in a place of gratitude, how we can be so grateful for so many simple things, not just the basics, but there's so many things like that I turn on the faucet in the kitchen for water every, every time water comes out. <laughs> well, I'm grateful for the rain. I'm grateful that I can get out of bed and that I'm healthy. So when we can focus on that which is going well for us and what we're grateful for, that helps us to raise our vibration. It's a high, high frequency. And again, you know, if we can practice that space of love or like you suggested so beautifully, having a few minutes for waiting, we can get anxious well, what kind of energy is that putting out? Or get into that breath and into whatever way we get into our center and raise our vibration and make a difference. And we feel better. Time goes faster. We don't have to wait anymore. And then we're feeling better. So when we can be in that place of gratitude, kindness, respect, do things that bring us joy, that raises our vibration. So many things we can do to raise our vibration. And imagine, again, millions or a billion people on the planet raising their vibration all together. This adds to the collective consciousness, and that's where that shift can happen, 
where we can create that new earth. And certainly with uh, that way of being and acting and uh, being responsible, kind of, at least for ourselves, I think that a lot of times we keep looking at the external world and saying, you know, why doesn't it do what it needs to do? And then we have a lot of complaints about it, a lot of judgment about it. And I think there is also this concept of, well, who can I be and what can I do? And it's concentrating on where we actually have some control, have some influence, and that's us. And then, you know, whenever I was, you know, talking to some of the clients, which is, you know, they want to uh, discipline their child or they want to teach their spouse something or they want to connect in some way, but they do it from the lack, they do it from the anger, frustration, you know, all of that. And it's like, well, even though your intention might be connecting, but the way you're doing it and Mm -hmm. uh, from, from the emotions that you're sharing it from, uh, from the essence of control that you're needing to do and with your your words from the lower vibration if you're trying to do this it's not going to land um in in any favorable place for no you know, neither one of you and the yeah. bigger picture of the relationship so it's um it's really about how to become aware and really focus and see what i can do for me mm-hmm. um to hold myself in the positive space in the you know higher vibration in in love in connection in all of it because first it makes me feel better which you know the first the first reward comes back to me so after i get the reward then everybody else also gets the reward (laughs) so it's not something that you're suffering and others are benefiting you're actually doing something which you are the first beneficiary of it and then you share it with everybody. Yes. Um, what is it that we haven't touched upon and you really want people to know? Hmm. Thank you. That's a great question. I really want people to know shift on the planet, changes to the collective consciousness really starts with each one of you. It starts with each one of us. I would encourage you so much to just really embrace the greatness of who you are. I don't know who your audience is. I don't see any faces. However, I do know this fact. Everyone is a gift on the planet. So please do the best you can to embrace yourself and your greatness. It is not egotistical. As you do that, you can feel better and you can better offer your gifts and be living more authentically. In this, you are making a positive difference for yourself and for those around you, and you are making a difference for the planet. I know this, so I wish everyone the greatest uh, journey of embracing themselves in the way that they need to, and that's in a good way. Beautiful. Everyone, humanities cry for change. Actions you can take to create a new earth by Kate song thank Thank you you. so much for taking time to be with us oh it is always a joy to be here and thank you so much for doing this wonderful platform wonderful podcast thank you dr brujan thank you kate and for all of you who are out there create an amazing life for yourself and everyone around you and until next week bye-bye
Eliminate stress, reduce anxiety, and decrease depression. Dr. Fujian Zane's awareness integration theory has helped thousands like you get incredible life-changing results. The Fujian app gives you her evidence-based treatment in the palm of your hand. Download today.